0: Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's Word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker.
2: This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a replacement for medical or therapeutic advice. If you are having suicidal thoughts or ideations, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at 800-273-TALK, 8255, or 888-628-9495 if you need Spanish translation. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. I am super, super excited about today's episode because my sister is here to chat it up with us today. Okay, Um, so be prepared for shenanigans. Um, Jen Vasquez is a mental health therapist. She's a mommy and she is my BFF slash sister slash bae. Okay, she is all of that. Okay, and we're here for her today. So she is here with us today to discuss. Therapy in the Life of a Believer. Um, This conversation is especially important because July is um, Minority Mental Health Month, and so it is just very fitting that God has allowed us the opportunity to have this talk today because low-key, low-key, high-key, we've been trying to do this for weeks months years it feels like to to arrange our schedules but um it didn't work out but look at god it's right on time and right when he found it fit for us to have this conversation with you guys so um especially in the times that we're in now we've been just bombarded with so many corporate traumas from george floyd to brianna taylor to coronavirus okay so 2020 has been just like this level of raggedy that we all need to seek some counseling for okay so today we are going to be discussing um just like the stigma around therapy in the church and for minorities um different traumas we're going to talk about trauma types of trauma we're going to talk about um the types of therapy and like how to find the right therapist and then Jen is going to drop some knowledge on some coping skills so you can have some things to walk away with okay so of course y'all know that with everything we're going to be seeking the lord and the word and see what Um, God has to say about this whole situation and we are really hoping that we can free some people we can empower some people to take care of their mental health because it is so important especially in this dispensation and time that we're in that we are taking care of ourselves um, emotionally spiritually and mentally as well so we're going to catch a quick commercial break pay some bills and we will be back with Jen This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talks podcast is brought to you by Hearts Over Habits, Inc. Hearts Over Habits is a 501c3 nonprofit organization aimed to provide mentoring and life skills to young women ages 14 to 24. Our program is designed to educate and empower young women to fulfill their God-given purpose in life. We have a community, online academy, and evidence-based mentoring to ensure that our participants are provided with the foundation necessary to succeed in today's society. If you are interested in enrolling or becoming a participant, please visit our website at www.heartsoverhabits.org. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, guys, so we are back, and I am here with my bae, Jen. So like I said, she is a mental health counselor. She knows all of the things. She be pulling my life together. So um, what's up, girl? Hey. All right. So I'm so excited that we've just been able to like spend the morning together Mm -hmm. and that the only thing that could have made this better is if my niece would have been here um, because she'd be out here being cute. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So can you just kind of introduce yourself um, and tell the people a little bit about you, girl? All right. Well, first
3: and foremost, thank you for having me here. Um, I'm a mental health counselor, and right now I strictly work with kids 18 and under their families their parents um, And it's been a ride. I've been doing this for maybe about four years now um, and I deal with a lot of crisis and You know suicidal thoughts and safety plans and parenting stuff you name it I've I pretty much worked with it and worked with everyone um, and I really enjoy it, to be honest. And so I have an almost two-year-old, and it is a wild ride as well. Um, but I really enjoy being a
2: mommy and being a therapist. It's all, you know. All the things. All the things. She's so won. beautiful, y'all. Thank like, you. I just know that my work niece is beautiful. <laughs> and she brings so much greatness. She goes, hi, Shorla. Well, she yes. <laughs> She (laughs) does. I love it. Okay, so like I said earlier, July is Minority Mental Health Month. And I'm just going to, like, come with the facts. Y'all know that I be having definitions. I don't have no definitions today, but I have hard facts because I'm a nurse and I love facts, okay? Mm. Um, So according to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration and the CDC, in 2017, 10.5%, so that's 3.5 million, of young adults ages 18 to 25 had serious thoughts of suicide, including 8.3 of non-Hispanic blacks and 9.2 of Hispanics. Um, Also in 2017, 2017, 2.5 million young adults between the age of 18 and 25 had a serious mental illness, including 7.6% of non Hispanic Asians, 5.7% uh, of Hispanics, and 4.6% of Blacks. Feelings of anxiety and other signs of stress have become way more pronounced during this global pandemic. And um, people in some racial and ethnic minority groups may respond more strongly to stress um, because of the pandemic and the crisis. And so I guess the first thing I really want to talk about, Jenny, is like the stigma that we have about healthcare um even like you know in black and brown communities we have a stigma in the church um it's also like a little bit of a taboo but i know in the bible because y'all know we come with the bible child Mm -hmm. in the bible um in proverbs 15 to 22 and i'm reading for the message bible it tells us refuse good advice and watch your plans fail take good counsel and watch them succeed and there's this pastor um her name is dr anita phillips who is a pastor and a therapist Mm -hmm. and she had on this shirt and it was so amazing and i need to get one and it said prayer is a weapon and therapy is a strategy and so one thing i know about our jesus okay is that he has put people in um and professions in place to help us with trials that we face the ones that he tells us that we are going to face on earth so like what are your thoughts about the stigma that we have associated with mental health
3: um so First and foremost, I was raised in a Hispanic community. Um, so, with that being said, our culture, in particular, um, we're raised in we don't we don't really talk about our feelings. We don't talk about deep things. It's just it's weird. Like Charla says, it's kind of like a taboo for us. Um, so that's already I feel like a stigma as it is. It's kind of brought to light. If you talk about your feelings, you're weak. Mm-hmm. Or um, you're crazy. I don't want to talk to someone because they're going to think I'm crazy. Right. This is weird that I'm experiencing this. I don't want people to see my weakness and my flaws. Um. So I think that's a problem because then people growing up, you become reluctant to treatment. Right. And um, just reluctant in, in a lot of areas in general, you just don't want to express yourself or keep it real with anyone not even family members not co-workers not a friend maybe a best friend who probably won't give you the right advice or right, right? like slashes tires,
2: says, <laughs> slashes tires <laughs> especially
3: at a young age you don't know we're not our maturity level is not there yet so um I really think my biggest thing about stigma is do your own research right. if you really are like doubtful about things I would say Let's go to the Bible, right? Let's go to the book for the word. But just do your own research. Google, YouTube, and really see, like, what is therapy? What can I get from therapy? What are pros and cons? Because everything has pros and
2: cons. And like you said it yourself, it's a a strategy, right? Therapy is a strategy. Right, for sure. So we definitely... I agree, especially in the Black community, too, like, especially women, like, we're always, like, having to be the strong Black woman, we're having to hold it together, we're trying to, you know, we have to basically, like, put the whole family on our back, um, and to have emotions, you're either being, um, like, you know, uh, unfavorable word that rhymes with witch, and or or you know they feel like you're weak because you're crying but really like God has given us feelings um, Jesus even wept okay when mm-hmm. uh, when Lazarus <laughs> it says Jesus wept okay yeah. so um, you know we have feelings God has given us the ability to be emotional creatures and I think that it's really important in our minority communities because we are so negatively impacted um, by stress and you know then that leads to high blood pressure etc cetera, etc cetera. it it literally stress can kill you and if you're not um if you don't have the outlet to do what you need to do with it appropriately Then like with anything else It gets out of control And then you have people Young people out here having strokes and heart attacks mm-hmm. um, Having mental breaks And so I feel like too Like you said Just because you th- go to therapy Doesn't mean that you're crazy It mm-hmm. also does not mean that anything is wrong So you can go to therapy I think when I told my grandma I was going to therapy She was like what's wrong I'm like nothing But right. there have been um, You know my my Gigi had passed away My dad was in an accident And he lived thank God But mm-hmm. that it still was just such a traumatic experience I needed to be able to unpack that Mm -hmm. and to be able to, you know, feel my feelings and be able to come up with strategy to handle those situations. And I think on the day-to-day basis, especially with the stuff that we're dealing with now, the pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. systemic racism, all of these different things that we're constantly being fed from the news and social media, that Mm -hmm. it's so important that we have somebody to talk to. And so- Um, you said you said it a little bit ago just some ways to overcome that is to make sure that you're doing your research mm-hmm. because you don't you're not alone in this and you don't have to be alone right so I was gonna say that remember that many people
3: experience mental illness and in the word um, it definitely says and you can tell me what verse this is or where it's coming what book is coming from but that it's more powerful when you are not doing things by yourself, yes. right? When yeah. you're with someone else and even a third person, it's like wow, yes. so yep. you and a therapist together right. trying to figure out and organize your thoughts, yep. um, whether it is spiritually, religiously, or or not, right? Um, you can really conquer a lot of anxiety, depression, these thoughts that just, these negative thoughts, because mm-hmm. that's what it is, negative thoughts just, just come to the surface about what's going on. Um, you can really become, I don't want to say 100% better, but at least
2: 80%, right. 90% you right. can really You get can improve. This. Yes, right. exactly. Right. And then as things continue to come, like I feel like I've been better because I've learned strategies and I've learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many things, y'all, like your childhood, it really frames who you are. Mm-hmm. And therapists will sit there and be like, okay, so how do you feel like we got to this? Why do you have an issue with this? and where can we find the root of those things and i feel like especially you know we talk about all the time with the things producing fruit people producing fruit things that don't produce fruit dead things you want to pull those things up from the root so they don't continue to manifest in your life Mm -hmm. and so i think that um that therapy has really been therapeutic for that and so even still you know i pray y'all know I'll be out here praying praying child so it's not that i don't pray Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like a lot of times in the church it's like well you just pray that away and that's also not effective that is not using wisdom so we want to use wisdom in what we're doing you pray you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to lead you you cast your cares unto the Lord but then you also go to the therapist to get a strategy so prayer is the weapon therapy is the strategy Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free, 99 costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins says with no money minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so let's discuss trauma because quite frankly, there has been so much like 2020 is the year of trauma (laughs) the first half we're we're in we're in the second half of the game and god can do anything and i still feel like he's shown us so much favor this year battle uh no okay like it's been crazy so i know that um The different types of trauma, all that stuff can be, like, very loaded, Mm -hmm. but if you can, like, give us a synopsis, um, because I feel like sometimes people only associate trauma with, like, physical abuse, but it is so much more than that. I feel like um, sometimes you may not even realize that you've experienced trauma, Mm -hmm. um, even with, like, all the stuff that's going on, like... Um, the pandemic is a very traumatic situation for a lot of people and people may not understand why they're feeling so overwhelmed but it's because we've been impacted by our trauma um all of the racial discrimination stuff the george floyd the brianna taylor all of that stuff is traumatic even though we have not like you know it wasn't us per se right. um so can you just kind of like dig into that a little bit more and help us better understand
3: So I think the first thing I want to say is trauma is definitely defined by the experience of the survivor.
2: Oh, I love that. Yes,
3: because a lot of people tend to shut others down when they're like, oh, that you consider that traumatic, but like, how dare you say something like that to the person that experienced it? Exactly. Right. So traumas come, they come in all forms and shapes and sizes, and it can be as much as, you know, like, child abuse, domestic violence. And it right. can be as small as, my puppy died yesterday. Right. Girl, that's traumatic. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So how right. dare someone say, well, that's not... That's ridiculous. And people do that. Um, right. And then we will go back with the stigma with that. So that's my... My thing is, the trauma is, um, again, defined by the experience of the survivor. No matter what, what the thing is. And like you said, you were... We feel affected because of what's going on in the world today. Right. Right? And so people... In general, we're seeing riots and rallies and all this stuff, which kind of just means a lot of people's anxieties heightened at this at this moment and mm-hmm. anxiety transfers. Right. So that's probably why us we're experiencing this heartfelt, like I cannot believe this is going on. And it's right. a traumatic experience for us. Um, so I think so. Trauma does affect the body. Emotionally, psychologically, physically, spiritually, socially, it affects a lot of things. Right. So I want to talk about maybe um, some symptoms that you guys might be experiencing that you might not notice. Like it can be associated with trauma or, again, anxiety, Mm -hmm. whatever, because a lot of mental health stuff overlap with each other. So um, some emotional and psychological symptoms can be shock, denial, disbelief confusion, difficulty concentrating, um, anger, mood swings, irritability, anxiety and fear, (laughs) guilt, shame, self-blame, withdrawing from others, feeling sad or hopeless, or feeling disconnected or numb. And some physical symptoms can include insomnia or nightmares, um, fatigue, Sorry, I lost my train here. Uh, being startled easily, difficulty concentrating, racing heartbeat, edginess, agitation, aches and pains, and muscle tension. Yeah. Um. So I think, I mean, a lot of things. It would be, or I would assume that. A lot of people right now are probably having their heart race just a little bit faster if they're driving on the road and they see a cop go by. It has right. nothing to do with you. Right. But now everything that you've been seeing and you've witnessed, you can't help but to put your mind there to say, like, well, oh, what if right. this right. can happen to me? Right. Just like we talk about nine eleven and all that kind of stuff that happened before. Then the airport started upping their security system. It's right. just a lot of anxiety that, that surrounds us right. that we pick up that energy making it considering like us having this trauma yeah uh, response right i
2: you know i really agree with that too because even like we um my friend one of my bestie besties um sharon is getting married and we went to um alabama for her like bridal shower weekend um and i will say i definitely noticed myself having like this heightened sense of like Um, hey, strange person, stay six feet away from me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like, Mm -hmm. so even though we avoided a lot of crowded areas, like we were like out singing Whitney Houston, (laughs) and this lady just walked up to me because she saw us jamming, but I was like, first of all, sis, I don't know you, so I just did back up. This is a pandemic. (laughs) Do you not see the mask on my face? (laughs) But, you know, that where that may have not been a response that I had previously, um, I definitely find myself being a little bit more conscious about that, and mm-hmm. me being a little bit more like Mm-mm. uh your systems are gonna be heightened. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um I definitely. definitely agree with that. And then too like especially stuff that happens like you remember the beginning of the year when that Kobe Bryant and Diana yes. the the helicopter crash? Mm-hmm. That was so traumatic. It was. And it like I was crying and I no lie, you know I'm not gonna say that I was the biggest Kobe Bryant fan, but I went from being like, oh man, that's really sad. But when I mm-hmm. found out that there were kids involved, I know, honey, my tears were aflowing. And I'll
3: tell you, I hate
2: basketball. <laughs> I don't like watching basketball and that hit home yeah. for me too. It was it's I just so it. it's so, you know, so um, I, I saw a lot of people like trying to condemn others because, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, like, y'all don't know Kobe, but like, real talk, like, mm-hmm. especially when um in the age of social media, I feel like especially with celebrities, a lot of people, they represent other things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I always talk about how I love watching wrestling because it reminds me of spending time with my dad. Yep. When he was deployed, my job was to watch wrestling, update him mm-hmm. on like what was going on and all the stories. And so, When, um, remember I told you that wrestler that was like in the, in the ocean with his son and got swept away, but like made sure his son was saved. Yes. I was a stinking rat. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, first of all, like there, it just was like all the things like my childhood and then just that last, you know, just worried about his son feeling like this was his fault. Like. And it's okay for you to have those emotions about people that you've never met before right. because you still have an association with them.
3: And we're human, right? I yeah. mean, it's going to hit harder. I It hit hard for me with the kids, too, knowing that there was kids because I'm a mom now. Yeah. Um, And, you know, some basketball fans is going to hit hard for them because they were probably Kobe Bryant fans for a very long time. Right. And in general, it's just a devastating Situation. Nobody wishes death on people. Right. I would hope nobody wishes death on right. people. Because that, that is, is of the devil. That is of the devil. And that is permanent. You it cannot is. come back from that. So just that fear and, and just knowing like tomorrow is never promised. Right. Because, I mean, I think he was just trying to get his daughter right. to, to the a basketball, basketball game, game. And yeah. it is it was just an unfortunate. Yeah.
2: And I think, too, because there was so much... Um, like normality in what he was doing. Like we're just mm-hmm. going to a basketball game. Yes. Like people can relate to that. You know, it's not like he was out here like, okay, when Steve Irwin died, I was I was high key sad. Like first of all, that stingray did not have to take that man's life. You know um, how I feel about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Jen is not she's like, he should not have been irritated in the stingrays are sad, but no. i uh, we've had this conversation so many times. But but my thing is like to me, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I it not made sense, but like you're out here with these animals, they are dangerous. Yeah. You you get this this level and this sense of like you're doing something risky. Mm-hmm. Even though they were on a helicopter, like how many times do we get on a plane? Like I was I know. Plane this weekend, like mm-hmm. if they were just going to a basketball game. Right. And so I think that in and of itself just brought this heightened level of um like you can relate to it you can see it happening to yourself and your family and then it feels traumatic as Mm -hmm. well um so i definitely agree that trauma comes in all different shapes and sizes so what are like some other types of trauma outside of like physical abuse like death um i know like emotional like Mm -hmm. emotional traumas matter too um because it's similar like with emotional and mental abuse that people talk about um Mm -hmm. people talk about like you know he never put just because he didn't lay a hand on you does not mean that you weren't abused right and so i think that that like you know that's important and also i've been learning more about spiritual abuse like people in positions of power in the church using that oh, to yeah. manipulate and hurt people and then you have spiritual trauma mm-hmm. and so i think that it's just really important to be um in you know in touch with all Mm -hmm. of the different types of trauma and just really evaluate that and then it gives you the opportunity to one um like cast that to god ask him to help come in and heal that area of your life and then you go to therapy Mm -hmm. and you get some strategies that you can do because i always you know they always say faith without work is dead that's in the bible Mm -hmm. like so faith without work is dead i can believe god to heal me in an area but if i don't also do the work yes um then that doesn't make any sense i could have been like oh yeah i want to be a nurse right and prayed about being a nurse and You would never, but if i never yeah. enrolled in school <laughs> right and went through the classes yeah. you know god was with me every step of the way but there's a level of responsibility that we mm-hmm. have um to ourselves mm-hmm. to make sure that we get connected to be in a position where right. we can receive the full level of healing and live the life that jesus died for us to have so
3: i think in therapy too it's the same thing so in therapy we cannot expect that um stigma where you or that stereotype where you come in and you lay on a couch and it's like so tell me how you feel or how does that make you feel <laughs> tell
2: me how you really um feel.
3: it's it's not like that maybe right. it's, with some counselors it is so um again it's really important for you to do your research but in therapy 90% of it is the relationship you have with a the therapist the other 10% is you actually doing, doing the work, work. yeah um so whatever that is whatever that that therapeutic session yeah because no,
2: my therapist be giving me homework and i was like yep don't you know i'm in school and i have 10 jobs and I, I mean it was so it's work but i do it though you you yeah i do well, the homework my, but she be giving me homework child. Like it's
3: work so like let's say <laughs> therapy let's say if you were struggling with your faith and therapy was just that step or that ladder for you to get closer to your spiritual side again i mean it's just in the middle ground so yes yeah. like it's a strategy right right, right. so um but going back to the trauma you did ask me what different kinds of yeah different kinds of trauma um i did want to talk about three main ones an acute a chronic and a complex one so we can try to label them or categorize them like that if you will so an acute trauma results from a single incident maybe a car accident um maybe somebody very close to you passing away right um Your puppy passed away. Mm -hmm. Well, we talked about that before, right? right? Um, Chronic trauma is repeated and prolonged as domestic violence or abuse. Right. And then we have complex trauma, um, which is exposure to varied and multiple traumatic events, often in an invasive interpersonal nature. Right? So, I mean, again, trauma... Can also be like society worldview, right? Spir- and it can affect your spirituality. It can affect your cognitive, your emotional, your social, everything. Right. Trauma really, um, I feel like, takes over the brain and the body, right? And. Not in positive ways sometimes too, right? Right, right Because right. a lot of the times trauma, you want to self isolate yourself, which means you are more reluctant to get treatment because you're don't want to relive it. Oh, I got it. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You put up, but that's also culture, right? Right. It's culture. It's we don't talk about these things. We're strong. Don't. And then if right. you show weakness,
2: right, then your faith ain't strong enough. That's something in the church of like, oh, well, if you feel that way, then you ain't got the spirit. No, you do. Mm-hmm. You do. And I also need therapy jesus and therapy (laughs) like like, no you do this you're just fine Uh, yeah yeah so i really yep that really brings and makes a lot of sense that you know you can have an acute trauma something that's like you know a one-time thing that's Mm -hmm. chronic and then there's complex and so i think too it just kind of removes like you know you're not the only one dealing with this like to know that other people are going to therapy, yep. um, it's, you know, it's really important. And I think it's, a therapy is super empowering because mm-hmm. it allows me the opportunity to be like, okay, Charla, let's check yourself. Are, is is this what you're really thinking it is? Because in your head, your squad is, like your thoughts are not going to disagree with you. right? If the only thing that does, it'd be the Holy Spirit. You'd be like, now, first of all, child, <laughs> exactly. you know that that's not how you should be behaving. But for the most part, your thoughts are like, he said what he said, sis. Yep. Tell, and tell him how you he feel. Mm-hmm. Read him, sis. See now he ain't looking you in the eye. When really there's something yeah. in his in his eye. He's rubbing it. <laughs> he can't see. And he like, "See, he ain't giving you eye contact." He lied. Like, what? It's like so sometimes when I like I'm like, "How did I end up all the way in Egypt and I started in in <laughs> Florida with these thoughts?" And it's so true. yeah, but I really think that, you know, addressing the trauma, identifying the issue And being able to deal with it Mm -hmm. is really, really empowering. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sis, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal, and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon, and it makes for a great gift, and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, You learn about the different names and character of God and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards, just like you would build your own resume. It is so cool, it's so fun, and God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life. Y'all, he been out here saving us okay get the journal get in a position in a posture of gratitude i pray that it blesses you you need to get it now let's get back to the show okay so since we're talking about being empowered um i definitely want to empower y'all to find like Build your squad, like find the right therapist. Um, So it's definitely important to make sure that you are finding the right therapist for you. Like um, I've been going to therapy for about a year, maybe a little over a year now. And at first I had to go on like a couple like dates, right? Like we had to speed dating um, to find the right one. And I love my therapist. She is amazing. Um, But sometimes you can feel like a little discouraged, like trying to find a good fit, right? So um, what are some things that people should consider when they're looking for a therapist? Um, so I would say whatever you feel like
3: is the most important thing for you. So for some people, it's the gender, right? Mm-hmm. So you either want a female or a male therapist. Um, another thing is, are you looking for a counselor for some techniques or are you looking for just strictly medication? Because that's a difference too, right? right that's you,
2: psychiatry versus a psychiatrist therapy.
3: versus a, a therapist or a counselor who can then refer you to a psychiatrist if needed. Um, Or how the distance to the therapist's office or um, the fee, because everybody charges differently. And like Charlotte said in the beginning, going on dates, it's true, interviewing the therapist because not every therapist is gonna be your cup of tea, right, they're human. Uh, We have different personalities, different backgrounds, cultures, the way we look. So a lot of that is put into play. Um, So I think, doing your research one website i think is great and i think it's anywhere you live you can pretty much go on that website Mm -hmm. and try to find a therapist by you with psychology today and what i like about that is that on the left i believe it shows their fees what areas they work with um so it'll say like anxiety depression or eating disorder anything like that right and then um i think on the in the middle of their page it'll give a whole personality description of that actual therapist yeah which i really like so then you can call again in your area put your zip code in and it'll bring a bunch of people out so you can just pretty much do your shopping Mm -hmm. like that and call them you can call them on the phone and say hey can i just talk to you for a a bit i just want to see if you're a good fit for me um and have a conversation with them and if you have that first dialogue conversation and you're like this is not it Thank you for your time and then you call the next one or if you're like yes This person seems like there'll be great fit for me I say always give a, a therapist at least three chances when you meet them for the first time get them right. three sessions If the third session you're like this is not for me Then I would
2: go ahead and look for another one, but I think those are good tips Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll put that in the show notes psychology. What'd you say psychology today? Boom. Okay, so um <laughs> uh, so I think that it's like really important too, because it, you know, it definitely matters. Um, like, like you said, um, I know, like, different therapists have, like, different um, therapeutic styles, right? And so um, I know, like, they're a Christian counselor, so to me it was Mm -hmm. important to have. um, It was, I didn't, I actually, one of my dates was a male counselor, Mm -hmm. and I thought it would be okay. I was like, especially because me and my husband, we were doing, like, couples, Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, well, and it was a a black man, so that was, I was like, yes, like, he can identify with him, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened. He identified with him. (laughs) No. <laughs> and so not that it was bad but right. um i was like
3: okay like you definitely want someone that's i mean the therapist is supposed to not be biased anyway
2: yeah but he wasn't like it wasn't biased but you could definitely tell like mm-hmm. if we weren't if we weren't patients they probably would have hung out <laughs> and i was just like gotcha. all right like <laughs> this this yeah. yes. um but it you know he works great for my husband and then um he actually, because I was like, I think I want a female, and it's somebody within his practice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh yeah, hey, you should definitely meet with her, whatever, what have you. And I like, I was in love, so okay. it definitely worked, you know, worked out. Um, but it was important for us to have. I wanted, I wanted to have, you know, somebody that knows the African American experience. Sometimes it's so yes hard. Yes, it is so hard to just like have to explain because, mm-hmm. like you said, the cultural stuff matters. Yes, um, and even though my therapist, she's not. She's not black, but I feel like in a past life. I mean, one day I came in with new hair. She was like, oh, girl, right, y'all so ain't look cute. I said, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> How
3: does? I mean, it's good to find somebody that is relatable, yeah. personable, right? Because it'll br- break down your guard as well. Because yes. we have walls that we put yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And you want... To be able to confide in that therapist so you could work on yourself. Because you're
2: not going to... You'll be wasting your time just going to chat it up every Sunday. Right. If I don't even like you like that. And then, too, it was also important to me, too, that it was somebody that knew God, that was filled with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. that can bring in because that's a part of who I am. So right. there are Christian counselors, faith-based um, counseling. Yes. Yep. Faith-based counseling. And you know, with everything you always want to make sure that you are testing the spirit that is attached to it. So go to prayer about it because you have to, again, and we talk about this all the time on the show, you have to Know the word for yourself because you don't want, like, come on now, like the devil got people in places too. So Mm -hmm. they'll say, oh yeah, I do faith-based counseling. Let's not forget that the devil, where he was positioned before he was sent to hell, he was an angel. Mm -hmm. He know the Bible probably better than some of us Christians. Mm -hmm. I said it right <laughs> so you want to make sure that you're testing the spirit that you're being spirit led um, and that you find the right fit and especially like with different techniques and styles like so my therapist I do what's called cognitive behavioral therapy or right. CBT and it's something that I definitely hear a lot about um, working in pediatrics we did a, that whole reach training. Institute training about mm-hmm. CBT so like can you explain a little bit about um, cognitive behavioral therapy, I know there's all there's so many different kinds of therapy, right, but I feel like a lot of people drawn to CBT um, Because there's like play therapy music therapy There's, there's a therapy. lot. There's yeah. so many kinds of therapies mm-hmm. But can you just tell us a little bit about like cognitive behavioral therapy and like what that looks like?
3: So cognitive behavioral, ther- behavioral therapy is more of like it's an, um, an, an Automatic negative thought or a core belief that we already have about something and mm-hmm. what you want to do is challenge that Um, Because honestly, your thought is going to affect your feeling and it's going to affect your action. So something, um, an example of that is like your core belief or your negative thoughts saying, I'm a failure. So your thought is, of course, I failed. Why bother? Um, So that is going to react your feeling, which is you're going to be depressed. Right. Which is going to react your action, which is I'm not going to try again. Right. And it's a cycle that doesn't stop. So with CBT is pretty much challenging that core belief or that negative irrational thought we have changing into something more positive where it's like well maybe I didn't study as hard right next time I will study so it can change your whole pattern right that's pretty much what CBT is and you can pretty much CBT is very um common and popular because you can do it in a lot of different settings and a Mm -hmm. different mental health um stuff but it's not always for everybody but it is most
2: commonly used yep and so it really sounds like you have to like train your thoughts like yes. you use this tool that's why i feel like it's trained me to really think things all the way through yes um and like you know i was like like, oh, man, like, I'm, you know, I was explaining to her, like, I feel overwhelmed. And she was like, okay, so here's this whole entire planner that is empty. Right. Use your planner. Mm-hmm. And I really find that, like, so when I start getting overwhelmed, I'm like, hold on, sis, like, when's the last time you used your planner? Mm-hmm. And for a while, I had to, like, show her my planner. Yeah. And she's like, okay, so how have you been feeling? Do you feel like you've been able to manage better? And it really does help you mm-hmm. put these practical things in place. And you would never think about that. Right. But just allowing... Me, I'm one of those people I need to see and also feel like I'm accomplishing and chipping away right. at things because there's so many big things that I'm trying to accomplish mm-hmm. that if I don't take a bite of it and yep. chew it up and digest it, yep. I'm just like um and so that's really interesting too that we talk about like training our thinking because mm-hmm. it is a very biblical principle. Um like in Romans um twelve and two. The Bible tells us don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think Mm-hmm. then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect and then again in second Corinthians 10 and 5 you know the Bible tells us that we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps um people from knowing God we capture the um their rebellious thoughts and then we teach them to obey Christ mm-hmm. so training our thinking is a very like biblically rooted concept and so I really yes. think that that's important to understand now there are some of these you know psychologists and people they they all didn't they didn't all know the lord but that does not mean that god cannot you know they can't create a strategy that will not be a blessing in your life and so i right. think that that's really important because when we talk about psychology people are like oh my gosh like you know a lot of them are atheists a lot yes and but that does not mean that the strategy that they've come up with is not beneficial and that we can't use it like god can use anything he used a donkey he was a burning bush at one point like he can do whatever because he's god and so i think that you know understanding that that as long as it is not again test every spirit um, yes. like as long as it's not some foolishness and you're like uh-uh. mm-hmm. okay <laughs> like when those spirits come and tell them all, um they're religiously exempt from giving shots where jesus tell you to do that He Um, ain't tell you. He didn't say it. When you have that gut feeling, like I like to call it, which is
3: actually the Holy Spirit telling you. Yeah, (laughs) I I would say listen to that. Yeah. But um, one thing that I like to tell my kids all the time, my kiddos, I call them my kids, my 18 and another, they're all my kids. But um, what I like to tell them is your brain is a muscle. Don't forget that. And we have to exercise it. So challenging those negative thoughts and trying to work on reframing it, or like how you said, you Mm -hmm. were exercising it and writing in your journal and everything. That you were doing, you have to keep exercising that brain. We have to reshape it, we have to make it change its normal pattern right. because our normal pattern is to be negative a lot of the times. <laughs> it is, it's it is to be trash. negative all the time. So, it's hard to I'm not saying it's not hard, it is yeah. hard, yeah, to change that into a positive way. So, get a therapist that can help you do that. Okay. Um, and then you know, you can take that teaching for the rest of your life as well. And right. then start including
2: the Bible and do your own thing, yeah, you know, yep, for sure. Okay, so. We're not going to keep you forever, but I really love to give like practical things. And I know that for our listeners, you know, we've been dealing with a lot of stress, um, what are some practical things that we can use to refill, like spiritually and emotionally? Because honestly, I feel like what I've learned and what therapy has shown me is like a lot of times um, I am literally running on empty. Like I'm trying to pull from a bank account and ain't nobody in it because I've not taken the time to deposit and pour back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd be out here sitting looking crazy. So, what are some things that you feel like are important um, in regards to like coping and taking that opportunity to refill yourself?
3: I'm huge on self care. Number one. So self care can be meditation. It can be yoga. It can be um taking doing a face mask, boy or a girl, doesn't matter, right? right? Doing a face mask, taking a bath. Um, but just really taking care of yourself and being aware and being in the moment. I'm really big on being in the moment because we can only worry about today. We can't right. always put our worries about yesterday. Or you can't come on and about, preach the Bible. And we can't always worry about tomorrow. So worrying about today because you're one
2: person, right? Right, and you can only handle Today, Yes. And that's all God tells us to worry about is to not focus on tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own problems. It's true. Um And then yesterday, child, that's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So how can we be
3: um, a good representative or a good servant to the Lord today? Right. Right. And so one of my things is um I do grounding techniques with a lot of my kids, which involves like a lot of deep breathing. So deep breathing exercises where you take a few, you take deep breaths for like maybe five seconds released another five seconds take another deep breath and what you're doing with that is you're calming down your heart rate yeah because what happens is when we have anxiety we start feeling overwhelmed our heart races but right. we're not running so why is your heart racing right exactly so you gotta calm yourself down um another thing is mindfulness, again being in the moment. So really taking the time. You can do a mindfulness walk where you're walking and you're looking and smelling the flowers or you're looking at the trees. You're hearing the wind. You're really paying attention to every little detail. And ultimately what you're doing is distracting yourself. Right. Because that's what we do, right? When right. we need a distraction, we're calling a friend, we're watching youtube videos funny things right. and all you're doing is distracting your mind because when you distract your mind your worries are gone right for right. that moment right right so i'm
2: really big on the grounding techniques and mindfulness yeah. and and deep breaths and right care right and you can also too like that also i found is like my quiet time because i know you told me like you when you go on your walks like mm-hmm. you also incorporate like listening to worship or listening to, um, a sermon. And that is a way for you to be able to spend time with God and also look at like everything that he's made. Like, I love going to the beach pre COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, you know, just to see like, God, you made this, like the waves, the sand, feeling the sand in between my toes. It's just, it's a, a level of peace. And so I definitely think that it's important. I know that a lot of times people like glamorize self care, but, one thing that I've learned is self-care is the word no. Yeah. Like, no, I can't do that. Boundaries. Boundaries. Like, boundaries are blessed. Go back and listen to that episode, because mm-hmm. it was, ooh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> boundaries are blessed. Um, and so I definitely um, agree with, you know, exercise, walking, prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things can be so, so helpful. Yes i'm sad this is over thank you you. so since we just really appreciate you being here Mm -hmm. y'all need to look out for jen because she's about to be launching her own podcast (laughs) very very soon okay god and we are going to cheer her on as we just watch everything that god has called her to step into um this is definitely not the last time that she will be on our show Mm -hmm. and um yeah jen like what you got to say to the people child
3: I mean, again, I appreciate it. I was really nervous. <laughs> Started, this is my first yes. podcast ever. Um, so I was really nervous, but I, I hope that I was able to bring some kind of light into the therapy world. Um, You know, and I I
2: hope that I was able to be a little bit helpful for You were a lot of it helpful. Okay. Don't be out here trying to shade yourself. (laughs) You know, Yeah. (laughs) You know me too well. Um, Yes. So, all right, guys. That has been another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. Remember to love God, love people, and more importantly, love yourself. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to Talk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community Hearts Over Habits on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week.